Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by John Boy Media. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. We got an Eagles preview. Thursday night football. Justin, what's going on, man? I'm, I'm pumped for Thursday night football. I love releasing our preview episode on game day, man. It just has more of that, like, war day feel to the episode. Like, I'm ready to kill. Whoa. Ready to kill. Ready to kill, ready to some, kill an uh, eagle. Whoa. If I do see an eagle tomorrow, I promise you I will throw rocks at it. Yeah. I, I see a, a gun carrying citizen. I will tell. I will direct him to shoot it. Kill the eagles. Hey, gun carrying citizen, shoot that eagle. Um, hi, Bobby Skinner. Yeah, today is gun game day. Pod. Excited for this football game that we have today because it's either we're gonna win and it's like okay, we're in this. We're 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 doing it. And then we have a long weekend and a long time to reflect on the win and celebrate it. Or we're going to rip the Band-Aid from last Sunday pl- playing the Washington Football Club. We're going to rip that Band-Aid right off and say, nope, it's going to humble us right away. So I'm excited for this game. Also scary. We haven't won in Philly since 2013 in Philly. And playing in Philly just scares me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Justin, this podcast was brought to us by Mike Halleck. Mike Halligan, I have the hiccups. This is not good for a podcast. This is not good. Hooligan. Mike Halligan, the hooligan. Paul Rudd, which I don't know if that's his real name or not, but nonetheless, uh, Paul Rudd. No, Paul it's, Rudd. It's, he's a big fan uh, of the show. The, it's the Paul Rudd. He's a big fan of the show. Everyone knows that he's a big-time Giants fan. We have Chris Godfrey, who he is paying in euros. So mm. I don't know how that works, Chris Godfrey, but we're, we're glad to have you a part of the community. Uh, Jesse Camino, Cam- that's kind of weird, you know, like Jesse from Breaking Bad, and then Camino kind of r- r- rhymes with Camar, you know, um, mm. El Camino, you know, El Camino, yeah, 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 absolutely. OGR Sports, who did um, a two hundred fifty percent donation to it, uh, go check out his YouTube One Giant Rebuttal. Thank you, OGR, and then Alan Johnson. Um, no offense, Alan, your name's kind of boring. It's a shame it's not Alan Jackson, one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite country artists. But patreon.com backslash talking giants. For two dollars a month, you can go and you can watch the the podcast as we record them, including after tonight's game. So go to that website and pay the two dollars so you can celebrate a win with us. Um, then you also get access to like uh, free uh, free raffles for shirts and stuff, like a couple times a month. Patreon.com backslash talking giants. Bobby Skinner, we have a football game to talk about. Yeah, man, like you were saying before. This game really sets the tone for the season. We lose. It's back to being done. We have 10 day, 11 days before the next game. It's a night game, so it always sucks to lose on primetime. Everyone's going to be making fun of us. You win, and we're right in the division race. Like, it becomes 
like we're we're talking seriously about actually being in the division race with you know Dak down, the Eagles being met. Like we we legitimately are. But if we win, it goes from like, hey, it's crazy we're in the division race to like, oh my gosh, we were actually like saying that the, like someone like other people in the media will say the Giants are going to win the division. Like they'll be saying it because it, it won't be a crazy take. Um, yeah. So. Man, I'm pumped. And there's a lot. Thursday Night Football with the Eagles is always pretty um, exciting. Going into this matchup, man, the Philly is banged up. You know, they're so we. Been missing so Jeff. So are we. <laughs> yeah, but not like them. Not like them. No. Um, no. And some of, you know, our, some of our stuff was earlier on. And we might be getting Shepard back. Uh, let's talk about our offense, though. Because where they're not banged up is the defensive line. You know, they still have Graham. Um they have a, a young rookie who's been uh, playing well. Uh, you know, Fletcher Cox is a beast. Brandon Graham's been having a really good year. I don't know how this old line's going to handle it. It's another, you know, the fourth most sacks, I think, uh, in the NFL this yep. year, this defensive line. Yep. They are still the most deadly part of that team. Um, and I guess I'll let that lead in, too. Do you think Matt Parrott makes a start today at right tackle? Does he make us? Does he make the start? Yeah. No. No. I, I I had this tweet kind of earlier in the week. I might have said it on the podcast, but you can tell when an organization likes a player, especially when you follow a team like 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 we have. You know, I've been doing this since 2018, and when you follow the team this closely, you can tell when an organization likes a player. I think they like Cam Fleming. I really do. They've gone out of their way to talk good about Cam Fleming. There are sometimes where, you know, of course you could say that's coach talk, but there are sometimes when a team doesn't have to go out of their way to talk about a guy. And I think Cam Fleming is one of those guys. Is he perfect? No. And I think they know that. But if they weren't so glowingly talking about Fleming like they have been all summer, I then I would say maybe Pear gets the start. But I don't think there's any, there's been no indication of that being the case. But he did play well, and I, I've told people to pump the brakes. I think the the idea of Parrott starting at left tackle and Tom's at right tackle, I feel like that is as crazy as that is a huge overreaction. I really think it is. Um, go remember how we felt about Andrew Thomas' first game. Is that what I'll say about yeah. that? Um, yeah. And honestly, we talked about it. I had Thomas as my giant factor because I thought this was the game where he did put it together because it was against it was kind of you know like a good player in Montez Sweat. But a raw player in Montez Sweat. So I was like, okay, there's two raw players. Obviously, Sweat's not a rookie, and he's been a little more refined compared to last year. But nonetheless, and I said, you know, Baldy did a video on Parrot and said, like, hey, he opens the gate a little too early, and that's something I've been talking about since hell before the draft with Parrot. But he's going to play, though. Like, would you agree that he gets reps not due to injury this game? Yeah, and... I don't know what the harm or what the the you know the foul and the harm is if he continues to be like this sixth man between the two tackles because if you put him out there and you start him from snap one and if you say uh, Matt Parrott is getting the start over Cam Fleming then it's then you're almost in a spot where you can't go back. I don't see the harm on having a developmental third round piece continuing to get snaps here and there compared to thrusting him in the starting rotation because that's been the critique of you know some people though of Andrew Thomas on why he's struggling that he was thrusted into the left tackle role so why would you repeat that with Matt Parrott when you have a choice to not do it yeah 
I agree. Um, if he does take reps, it should, if it's from Andrew Thomas, I'll lose my mind. I will say that. If he's, I know, think last they may. Week was, last week, but last week was due, literally due to him being late for a meeting. You know, that wasn't just like some made up stuff. That was real. Did we get an explanation on the second time? They said that was the same thing. But Strange. that was the one game thing. That was I. I agree. I, I might not buy that um, for the second one, but that was a one game thing. If they do that again, that's nuts. If they do that, I'm kind of like, I'm like, okay, this is really bad. And don't hit me with the oh blah blah blah. I've got to earn it. He's like, that's dumb. If you're <laughs> benching your left tackle, your fourth overall pick for reps here and there, that is that's crazy to me. That is insane. Um, so anyways, I have no, ex- hopefully Shepard gets back. We'll talk probably a little more about him and, you know, hopefully he gets, we'll talk about Shepard a little later. Um, but hopefully he gets back on the offensive side. I have no expectations for the offense as long as Jason gets no. the OC though. I don't No zero, uh, zero, especially against this Philly defense where, yeah, you know, I, I guess in the secondary, you know, they've allowed a lot of points over the course of the season, but Darius Slay is the real deal. They have some other nice secondary pieces. Uh, their defensive line in terms of their rush defense, 27% of opposing rushing attempts have gone either at the line of scrimmage, been tackled at the line of scrimmage, or behind the line of scrimmage. I'm not expecting a ton from this Giants offense. You still want them to take steps forward, but gosh, you know, Thursday night, short week in Philly. Daniel Jones has never made a start in Philly before. This is his first start of his career in Philly. Um, so I guess that's the, that you know, doesn't if affect him though. Eh, if there's a way to break the bad juju, it's that, um, but not, not very confident. Prove me wrong. Yeah. I guess as long as Jason goes to the offense coordinator of this team, I won't be confident in the offense. I just won't. I have this fear today that they don't remove, move on from him. But anyways, on the defensive side of the ball, that's where Philly is screwed. Deshaun Jackson will probably be back, but the Eagles fans don't really you know expect much out of him. Fulgham, you know, we'll talk about the receivers in the fantasy draft. Fulgham, you know, he's been you know this breakout undrafted free agent. Um, mm-hmm. I get they've been bad. I bet that I get that Carson Wentz has sucked, but are you like being like I'm not downplaying Carson Wentz? You know, like Carson Wentz can still make crazy plays. He did have that comeback last week against Baltimore with a two point conversion away from. Tying the game against a good Baltimore team. Um, Carson Wentz can still make awesome plays. He has looked bad this year. He's struggled. The last couple weeks have been better. He's been screwed. But I am not taking Carson Wentz lightly at all. No. No, absolutely not. And, you know, no matter how much into analytics I get, I, I still grew up on the idea of, you know, division games are just played different. D- games in the division are just played flat out different. It doesn't matter if the Giants are 0-15 and the Philadelphia Eagles are 14-1. and You know, division games, they're just played different. The, the teams know each other uh, to a different level and to a different extent. I mean, Jason Garrett, you know, it knows this Philly team to a different extent and Joe Judge and staff is getting to know everybody else. But Carson Wentz, you're right, is still Carson Wentz. And despite him being sacked almost one in every 10 pass attempts, which that is an absurd rate. Like the sack percentage is, is like 10%. His CPOE in terms of how accurate he is, he's one of the least accurate quarterbacks in the National Football League. He's second in the NFL in interceptions behind Kirk Cousins. 
You still look at Carson Wentz and one or two plays every single game. He has jaw-dropping plays. And typically, they've been deep down the field where they're just deep bombs, beautiful, beautiful deep balls. Now, that's where you feel confident in this Giants defense, Bobby. You feel confident that they've been playing kind of a little bit of too high or a combination of just trying to keep everything in front of them where they've been bending but not breaking. I do not think the Philadelphia Eagles are good enough to sustain, especially with Miles Sanders being out, and I believe Ertz is out too. So I don't think the Philadelphia Eagle offense, now watch me be wrong, (laughs) watch me be wrong. I don't think the Philadelphia Eagle offense is good enough to sustain 9, 10, 11 play drives consistently against the Giants. They may turn out one or two, but that's what the Giants, they've been allowing, they've been allowing third down conversions. They've been allowing teams to move the ball on them, but they've been allowing field goals and not always touchdowns. And I don't think they're also going to allow the big play. So there you go. No. My worry is that we play then the same way we did Trubisky and Chris Wentz gets outside the pocket and, and takes broken plays yeah. and wins them. I mean, hell, that's how they beat us in week 14 last year um, was Wentz doing that. Um, and then I know Boston yep. Scott sucks, but last year he had um, in two games he had over, you know, you know, a good rushing games. He had he had over 100 yards in both games, rushing and receiving. Three touchdowns in the second game, one in the first. Yeah, so and I am excited to see what Graham draws up for this 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 team. I think it's going to be something new and different. I really do. Uh, I think it will be some more traditional blitzing. I really I really do think we'll see some more traditional blitzing to force Wentz to make these quick decisions. And we have, you know, Logan Ryan's probably going to play corner. I don't think Darnay Holmes is going to play. So Logan Ryan will probably play corner. James Bradbury's going to play corner. You trust those guys. Ryan Lewis, you give him help. Um, I think we're going to see some traditional stuff. But Patrick Graham surprised me every week, so we'll see. Absolutely. Keep everything in front of you. Don't allow the big play. They've been doing a good job of that this year. And like I said, I just I don't think they're going to be able to sustain uh, a ton of big drives against us. So hopefully this is another defensive game. And if we can force some more turnovers, you know that's also a thing. Where, Bobby, the last time that we had two weeks in a row where we scored a defensive touchdown was 2015. And it was the Saints game where it was that shootout with Drew Brees. And then we were in Tampa Bay. And and forcing turnovers in the NFL, some people say it's kind of random. Can we continue to do that? That would be helpful if we can have three games in a row where we're really forcing turnovers. Yeah, for sure. Right, you got anything else before we kick it to the interview? I have nothing else. All right, we'll kick it to the interview with Kyle Bennett of Underground Philly Sports. Um, go check out their show. I went on it too. We actually talked a little longer on that. Uh, Kyle, Kyle's a good dude. He had me and Danny on last year. So good stuff. Check that out. And then we'll be back on the other side with our fantasy draft, uh, Giant Factors, Quick Picks, and Predictions. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right. We're now welcome on to the show. Good friend of the program. Didn't get to get him on last year because it was a week 17 matchup, and we're like, you know what? We're not even going to preview the game, but the season's over. We're just going <laughs> to we're just going to chat. Uh, but Kyle Bennett of uh, Underground Sports Philadelphia, Kyle, what's going on, man? What's up, Bobby Skinner? Thanks for having me on. Uh, been looking forward to this since we, you know, slid in each other's DMs at almost the same exact time this year. And <laughs> uh, like you said, good friend of the program, mutual thing here, and uh, it's always good to talk Eagles Giants with you, man. Yeah, and it's crazy enough, you know, the Giants started 0-5. You guys have been rough, and it's like both teams, the talking points are, man, you win this game, and you might be able to win the division with as bad as Dallas looked on 
on Monday night. You guys are one, four, and one. We're one and five. I mean, it's brutal. And let's let's start at the top. Wentz has eight touchdowns, nine interceptions. Um, I watched a little bit of that Ravens game, and I was like, okay, like he had some big drops. But Jalen Hurts was drafted second round. Um, is the heat real? Like, is there any chance they make that switch? And then two, like what? What is wrong with Wentz from a guy that has looked promising basically every year? Hasn't been perfect in the past, but from the outside looking in, it's never seemed this bad. So I'll start with the Wentz uh, situation. The Eagles right now on offense have two, count them, two healthy week one starters playing for them in this Thursday night game. Three, if you want to count Deshaun Jackson, depending on you know how much playtime he gets Thursday. But it's Jason Kelsey and Carson Wentz. Everybody else on this offense right now was not starting in week one. You have Travis Fulgham, who came off the practice squad. Shocking that the Green Bay Packers let a wide receiver go, but thankfully they did. Uh, Greg Ward wasn't in the quote-unquote starting lineup week one. You've got Boston Scott playing running back this week because of the Miles Sanders injury. The offensive line is all types of banged up. You know, you, you sign Jason Peters to an exorbitant amount of money. Uh, on the contract rework, which I thought was a mistake from the get-go. Jordan Mailata is now playing a very good, solid left tackle, which is very promising in my book. You've got a whole bunch of new moving pieces week in and week out. The biggest thing throughout Carson Wentz's career since 2016, he's had no consistency. He's had no consistency at the wide receiver position, the offensive line, the running backs have been different almost every single year. the only constants have really been the tight ends. And right now both of them are out. So the consistency factor for Carson Wentz to have any type of chemistry moving forward with anyone on this offense is little to none. And I think that is the biggest issue when you take a, a deeper dive into it. And I think a lot of the national attention has started to focus in on, okay, this isn't all Carson Wentz's fault because the past three games against the 49ers, Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Baltimore Ravens. Sure, the 49ers are banged up a bit across the board, but those are three pretty formidable defenses. And Carson's looked great the last three weeks in my book compared to the first three games. So, I mean, take it with a grain of salt. I think things are starting to turn around. But the consistency factor, the the revolving door of just pieces on this offense is absurd. Yeah, I, I would be beyond frustrated. And then, you know, we don't need to get into all the Jalen Hurts, but, you know, drafting him um, and knowing the nature of Philly, man, it's probably, it's gotta be a, just a nightmare right now. Is it, it's, is it a nightmare or is it like, Hey, we're, we're half game back in the division right now. I think it's a little of both. I think a lot of people are still pissed off at Howie Roseman for using a second round pick on Jalen Hurts. I was okay with it. It was whatever, because you just gave Carson Wentz all this money. There's no way in hell you're taking him off the field to play a guy who a lot of people saw, more as a third-round draft pick, wasn't really polished yet for the NFL. So why are you going to risk, you know, putting him out there as a full-time starting quarterback? You know, there's there's going to be packages for him. You saw against the Ravens, they had two quarterbacks, you know, ready to take the snap. There's going to be those weird plays, which me personally, I hate it because, you know, it's all designed around, oh, it's Taysom Hill-esque, and I hate Taysom Hill. He's probably my least <laughs> favorite player in the NFL but you could do a whole podcast on that alone. Um, But I mean, you know, you saw the sparks. You had that 20 yard run from Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, during the Ravens game that built momentum for the Eagles to go down and score. 
you know, there was the the weird pass the ball behind the line of scrimmage that got them four yards. Sure, whoop de doo It was a, a pretty dead play. But, I mean, there's clearly plays designed for Jalen Hurts to be on the field at the same time as Carson Wentz. And I think it's something that can be more effective than when we saw this almost a decade ago with Donovan McNabb and Michael Vick. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I remember Vic getting some big runs. Now, to stay on the offense, you guys are banged up everywhere. But Lane Johnson looks like he's going to play. He's been banged up the entire year. So when he has played, has he looked like his normal self, or is it noticeable that he's probably hobbling a little bit? Most of the season, he's been on and off the field during games that he's played in. He's had to come out for some plays. It's something that he talked about it on a podcast with Derek Gunn, former, uh, you know, beat guy around here just laid off by NBC Sports Philadelphia but he has his own podcast now and Lane said it's going to be something that he's going to have to deal with all year it's going to be you know something that he goes back and forth with he's probably going to come in and out of games me personally I don't like that he's playing in this game and yes in Carson Wentz's career when Lane Johnson's on the field his record is better than when Lane Johnson is not on the field but in a short week I would much rather give Lane the extra rest, let him potentially be ready to come back for that Cowboys game before the bye week or even keep him out through the bye and give him as much time to rest as possible because it is an ankle. He's a big guy. He's moving. You know, it's a shifty offensive line position that he plays and with an an ankle injury that he's going to be dealing with all year, the more rest, in my opinion, the better. So I'm kind of disappointed that he is – you know, trying to get out on the field right now to play in this game. Yeah, especially the ankles where it's like, man, you you know, one, you know, doesn't mean you re-injure it, but you can set yourself back just by, you know. And it's being... something he's had in the past. This is an injury Lane's dealt with before is, you know, this high ankle sprain issue. So, I mean, it's not like this is a one-time thing. It's a recurring injury. Right. Um, you mentioned another podcast. We, You know, we had Orlando Skandrick on a couple of weeks ago. Do oh, you, boy. Do you have any anything nice to say about Orlando? <laughs> Uh, I'm glad he's not on this team. He's a fraud. He uh, was the most boring interview I've ever done, Kyle. I, mm-hmm. I, I I was trying to trash talk him a little bit because, you know, with the Cowboys, I was like, hey, do you remember in 2011 when the Giants beat the Cowboys twice in four games and won the Super Bowl? And he didn't realize I was talking trash. And he's like, yeah, I do remember that, actually. Um, Victor Cruz was doing like he just he was the most boring interview I've ever. He's the I've worst. He, he's so fraudulent, tries to, you know, come off as one guy and then obviously the Eagles last year uh, or whenever it was pulling out the receipts of him talking to Malcolm Jenkins on the sideline in that Vikings game. He he's the worst, you know, he just, he just needs to go into the retirement corner, not be on, you know, first things first or whatever show he's on with skip Bayless and everything. Just, just go away, Orlando, go away. And, and just don't come out of the woodwork because he's boring too. He's boring too. the, Um, The NFL world is better without you speaking. (laughs) <laughs> i love it i love the fire we had fred smoot on last week he was actually pretty fun uh now i want to switch over to the defense d-line seems to be where you're the most healthy at good players obviously malik jackson's out but you have fletcher cox brandon graham and barnett are those guys living up to their names or are they are they having a slow year so i think a lot of people don't realize brandon graham's having like a damn good year uh, he's got five sacks so far this season. His career high is nine and a half. Uh, when he re-signed his, his contract that he's currently playing under, he said his you know goal was to get to 10 sacks every year of that contract. I would love to see Brandon Graham hit that goal. 
He's just been such a, you know, a, a fixture of this Philadelphia Eagles team since he got here, you know, dealing with the adversity of, oh, he should have been Earl Thomas to being a Super Bowl hero to a, a guy that is going to be a lifetime Eagle, which I think his story is just incredible. Um, so I think Brandon Graham has been fantastic. I think he's going to continue to play at a high level. The biggest surprise, I think, to a lot of people, not me, because I liked him coming out of college, Josh Sweat looks fantastic. He, he's, you know, he's got the burst, the speed. He's getting after the quarterback. He's all, it seems like he's always in the backfield making a play. Uh, I really like the way that he's taken the next step this year. Fletcher Cox is Fletcher Cox. He's going to get those double teams. So a lot of people who aren't, you know, football minds and just the casual fan are going to say, oh, Fletcher Cox doesn't look dominant. Well, when he's drawing a double team, he's not going to be able to get to the quarterback as often as you'd like. Like you said, Malik Jackson is hurt. That one kind of came as a surprise. It's a bummer that he's going to be out. He's been playing at a high level, but we'll get to see more Javon Hargrave, which I'm very excited about. You know, big free agent signing, nicknamed the Grave Digger. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty excited to see him play side-by-side -side with Fletcher Cox for most of this game. So it sounds like the Giants still O-line has a, a little bit to handle up front. That's about been the most consistent part of the defense, too, for this Eagles team is the defensive line across the board just – playing well, taking another leap if it's, you know, another year for them. Barnett's looked great this year too, which I think is a big step for him uh, because a lot of people, you know, being the 14th overall pick, he's somebody that a lot of people have kind of soured on because he hasn't been this elite pass rusher. They hyped him up as being, you know, the guy who broke Reggie White's sack record and everything. But uh, I, I think he's been very, very good this year, and I've been impressed by Derek Barnett as well. So, yeah, I mean – with the offensive line issues you guys have had, you know, benching uh, one of your guys for discipline was interesting to see, uh, especially in a game that I think was, you know, you needed him big time. Um, the defensive line has definitely been the bright spot for the Eagles defense so far. Well, you can deal – you you know what it's like to deal with uh, overreactions. The guy we benched him for, he, you know, our third-round pick, he played good. It was a couple drives, and now we're saying he should be the starting left tackle on our fourth overall pick. <laughs> um, so that's been the overreaction we've been oh, dealing with this lovely. week. That's <laughs> lovely. Uh, Darius Slay uh, didn't play last year when we played the Lions, so now we get the the big play Slay matchup with Slayton versus Slay. Has he been living up to the hype? I love Darius Slay from just the the swagger he like. He has elevated the DB room, and sure they've been banged up, and I'm still kind of angry that we got rid of Sidney Jones and Russell Douglas because they're balling out for their respective teams right now. And I was always high on those guys coming out of school and, and thinking that they could be, you know, key fixtures of this team. But Darius Slay has lived up to the hype. I've been super impressed, you know, watching him from afar. It's always like, you know, he's this lockdown corner, but man, he, he plays with grit. He's tough. Uh, always seems to be around the ball, ready to make a play. Obviously, we haven't seen, you know, the interceptions come to fruition yet, but I think that speaks volumes that they're not really throwing at him too much. And when they are, right. he's able to lock down the receiver he's covering. So I'm excited for the Slay versus Slayton matchup. Okay. Now, how would you attack the Eagles defense? We've seen teams have success. What has been like the what's been like the key thing that it's like, okay, this has been getting us killed? If Daniel Jones doesn't just consistently pepper Evan Ingram all game long in the middle of the field where the Eagles don't have a single hope at linebacker, 
I will be stunned. Is it like 10 yards and, and passed, or is it like five yards bet- like between the line of scrimmage? Because we just we were talking before, it. I hate Jason Garrett. Can can you guys guard five yard to eight yard curls? Because if you can do that, you're fine. Uh, I don't even know if they can do that. You know, <laughs> Nate Gary, if he is on this team after this game, I'm, I'm giving him the short week. You know, you can't really find a replacement there. He stinks. He should have been left in Santa Clara after the 49ers game. He's horrible. I don't know why he's still on the field. I don't understand the infatuation Jim Schwartz has with him. He is not a good football player. Dude is always three steps behind. You know, they talk about, oh, he should be great in coverage because he's a former safety in college and this, that, and the third. He's terrible. Like, he needs to be off this football team. There's no excuse as to why LJ Fort was signed in free agency last year and then just let go. Look what he's doing with the Ravens right now. And Nate Gary is still here. You drafted Davion Taylor in the third round. We saw him for the first time last week against the Ravens. First plays on the field, the Ravens score a touchdown. Davion Taylor? Yeah. I I just I I don't understand. I liked him. He's fast out of Colorado, right? Yeah, the the I thought, you know, I knew he was gonna be a project guy, but drafting him in the third round when this team needs, you know, a play like I wish we just had one. Just give me one stud linebacker. Like I was hoping the Ravens would just leave one of their linebackers behind and we could just sign him, you know, whoever it may be, because I've just been begging for one solid linebacker for what seems like a decade now on this team. And I, I just don't understand the, the lack of attention to the linebacker position because it is killing this team week in and week out. Taylor's the guy who didn't play high school football, right? Yes. Yeah. That's what I, I was thinking. If I remember him, I just remember him being fast and I get, I yeah, always get excited by fast linebackers. He's a fast shifty guy that should fit into today's like prototypical coverage linebacker, but hasn't seen the field much. We've seen more of Sean Bradley out of temple, uh, yeah. who I've been impressed with. I think he's played pretty well, but overall the the Eagles quote unquote linebackers just don't exist and this should be although it's weird because the past couple games against the Steelers with Eric Ebron Ravens with Mark Andrews they didn't really get the touches and looks that I thought they would against this Eagles you know linebacking core those should have been blow-up games for both of them right this is a game where Daniel Jones should be able to rely on checking down to Evan Ingram and he should be able to get up field throughout the throughout the entire game if they game plan this right right well good good luck for you because we have jason garrett so we won't we won't game plan <laughs> it right all right kyle we're getting ready to record for your show where can people find you and that show so they can listen to it yes yeah, so you guys can check us out on twitter at underground phi we cover all the philly sports but obviously it's eagle season so we're heavy into the eagles coverage anywhere you get your podcasts apple podcast spotify all that good stuff we're on there just search underground sports philadelphia you can check me out on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Shout out to AOL Instant Messenger for creating my Twitter handle. I like it. Quick, quick question. Are you trading Simmons or Embiid? Uh, neither. Put I shooters know. That's around. The, that's them. the right answer, but I, I like I like prodding at the 76ers. <laughs> put, put shooters around them and things will happen. <laughs> yeah. All right, Kyle. Thanks for, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. No holds bad. He, he took me in the low post and won, but... I think we had on the varsity. Week 7 of football is coming up, and now it is time to get into the week 
up ahead. There is no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of Week 6 and going on to Week 7, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. On top of that great sign-up offer, DraftKings offers great odds boosts every Sunday to help you make it rain. Don't worry if football isn't for you. DraftKings is giving you all basketball fans and baseball fans probably a 200% profit boost on any basketball market once you sign up. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code JOHNBOY when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's code JOHNBOY to get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey only, bonus compromise of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 20 times playthrough restrictions apply see draftkings.com backslash sportsbook for details gambling prom call 1-800-GAMBLER my first ad read will require editing danny king how are you going on dumb danny it went it went i'll get to you in a second over there i mean it went well very impressive and now it's going on over there dumb bobby how are we doing today you gotta be like boris bobby or something boris brain dead bob how about that Brain Dead Bob. How are we doing, Brain Dead Bob? You know, I did a Reddit AMA the other day. No big deal. I'm kind of a big deal now. Um, <laughs> and somebody in there, you know that you know who they said you look like, Justin? Who? Hold on. Why are they talking about me? I'm here in the freezing cold getting free chicken sandwiches. Because the food tastes great. I mean, there's no, there's no, I mean, it's chicken. It's fried chicken. It's fried chicken. That's fried chicken. I like fried chicken. They're just yeah. like, I mean, I'm like the free chicken kid, and I and you do look kind of like him. I mean, that kid is right. Fried chicken is pretty freaking good, and when it's free too. Um. <laughs> free fried chicken. All right, Danny. Uh, let's hit weather and Danny's dumb trivia question. We haven't figured uh, out a name for it. The name's still in a work in progress. It's a short week, guys. All right, calm down. All right. Hopefully, so this weather- doesn't take as long as Giant Factor or Giant Story or Giant Stories and Days of Our Giants, but <laughs> we'll figure it out. All right, kickoff from uh, that terrible city down I-95 is going to be crisp 69 degrees. Nice. Hold all 69 jokes. Uh, feels like 70. Four, uh, the wind's going to be out of the southeast at 4 miles per hour. Humidity, 97%. Visibility, 10 miles per hour. Dew point 68 and cloud cover, 37%. So it's going to be just your typical Philadelphia weather, probably muggy. Uh, that, that's my bet. Scummy. Scummy, exactly. Nothing changes in Philadelphia. It's never sunny there. All right, it's are we ready? Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's never sunny. Never Except, sunny yeah. there. It's like, it was like, wait, that's literally the opposite of what they said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's uh? We got trivia this week. All right, we do have trivia. We do have trivia. So last week you guys are like me going back to 1962. So I'll keep it a little more in the 21st century. So the NFL, oh, you'll get the point. The NFL started tracking stats during the 1982 NFL season. Since then, what is the name of the New York Giants defensive player to hold the most sacks in one game? In one game against the Eagles. Osiu Minura. Six. All right. 
That was too easy. Do do you have the date? Do you have the date, though? Let's get that. That We won the Super Bowl that year, 2007. I thought it was maybe 2006. Bobby. No, that's no, it was 2007. Right. We won the Super Bowl that year. Bob, Bobby is right. It was 2007, and it was OCU six. I gave you guys a softball this week. We had 12 in that game, though. 12 total. Yeah, it was 12 in that game, but OCU dropped that six bomb against them scumbags. So Maybe you should it. go some earlier stuff, and we'll have to be a little a little easier because everyone knew that one. Um, or just make it a little harder. That was a very memorable. That was on Monday night too, wasn't it? No, it was Sunday. A, night. It was a Sunday. Sunday. Night. Night. No, and the problem was, I mean, license plate guys uh, show posted about that today, so I was like, oh damn! So now, like, literally everyone's gonna know oh, about oh. it. I didn't see it, so oh, okay. good, good, on us. Good, good on us. That, no, that was good. I appreciate, I appreciate the little bit more of a softball question this week compared to last week, where it was Boost like, oh, well, what, are you, what are you doing? Well, well we got the Bucks next week. Who knows any history about them? Yeah, I actually know a lot because I live down here in Florida. <laughs> you are, you are a Tampa, All right, you're a Florida guy. Fantasy draft. If this is your first time listening to our preview show, we do uh, a four-round fantasy draft from the flex position, wide receiver, tight end, and running back only from this matchup. It's a good way to highlight matchups, and it gives us competition. I love competition. I'm in last place. Um, I had 28 points last week. I'm at 137 on the season. Justin, you won two weeks in a row. You had 46.6 points last week. You have 223.5 points on the season. And Danny, after being dominant all year, even on the like the weeks where you lost, you lost by a couple points. You had nineteen point point four points last week. Horrible, horrible. And now you are at two hundred twenty seven point two points. Justin is only three point seven points behind you. Justin may take the lead this week. Justin may take the lead this week. I smell blood. He, he probably will because that Washington game. I I was just picking the most random people I could find. This Eagles game. I mean, who knows who the Giants are going to have out there? Who's going to be healthy? The Eagles, I don't. all the guys I do know are pretty much injured. So it's going to be an interesting week. It's going to be an interesting week. Well, speaking of who you're going to take, Danny, Danny, you have the first pick this week. Who are you taking off the board? Man, I, this is a week I would not want the first pick because I honestly don't know. I'm going to have to take Darius Slayton, but I do have my – worries with him because i don't think he's 100 percent with that foot injury it clearly bothered him in washington when he rolled it on the touchdown and then when it got literally jammed in that awkward tackle position so i darius slayton i mean obviously i think he can have a good game but just his health is my number one concern with him yeah uh matchup with darius slay um that's mm-hmm. i mean i to me that's the matchup of the game right there is darius slayton versus darius slay and, and you know it'll be fun to make jokes about their names but I do mm-hmm. think that is the matchup for our offense. Is can Darius Slayton make some plays over Darius Slay? All right. Now, I'm excited for my second pick because I know that both of these guys, they're not going to be here for the for the come around. I know that they're not. Um, two, there's two guys that I'm thinking, and I know Bobby already has his big board. Man, I want to go Sterling Shepard, so I'm going to go Sterling Shepard. It was either going to be him or Devonta Freeman. Um, Sterling Shepard, it's his first game back. He's the only guy really on this offense that can get any kind of separation consistently. Darius Slayton is more of the deep field target, so it's tough for him to get natural separation. Um, you, you know, another guy that we're wondering about his health, you know, was he hurried back? You're hope you're hoping that he's ready, but in a way he's perfect for this Jason Garrett offense. He excels when he's being targeted in the intermediate part of the field, and hopefully he can continue to excel here. So I'm going to go Sterling Shepard. 
I'm going to hold Sterling Shepard comments for later in the show. Uh-oh. 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 Do we have a controversy here? Do we have a controversy here? Yes, there is. So, Justin, you might want to get your mind thinking because Danny has the first pick in Giant Factor this okay. week. All right, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get my mind churning <laughs> okay. a little bit. Okay. Um, all right. So, I'm taking a big shot. Um, Shepard would have actually been there on the come around, Justin. I had Shepard seventh on my big board. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I allowed seventh. Good well, one, I don't know if he's oh, going to play. And if he does That's play, fair. how much is he playing? Um uh, Oh, crap. Both guys are still my big board. I'm going Devontae Freeman with the first pick. Running mm, backs get damn. touchdowns. Jason Garrett damn. likes to run the ball. Freeman has taken sole like ownership of running back number one spot. I'm going Devontae Freeman. I'm going Devontae Freeman. And then- I have a question, and I was looking at some analytics stuff this week. I don't know if we've completed a single pass inside the five-yard line this year. I don't think we have. Oh, God, that's bad. That's not good. That's not good. I think we've only had rushing attempts. Like, Devonta Freeman has a rushing touchdown inside the five, and Deion Lewis has a rushing Chicago, touchdown from, like, one yard out. Chicago, we had one to Caden that was very quick, and then we ran the ball next, I think. It was very close, though. Um, it might, it I might have to refresh myself. Or something. I don't know. Anyone got, like, any good off the coordinators in mind? Because <laughs> we need one. Anyone but John, Jason Garrett. Second pick, snaking around. I'm going RB1 for the Eagles. He tore us up last year. Boston Scott. It's a good pick. He's going to get catches. Even if he doesn't have a good running game, he will get catches. So if he gets four catches for 30 yards, that's seven points right there. You give him a touchdown. I'm taking both RB1s this week. That is my strategy. I'm going running back, running back. I'm not betting with, with James Bradbury and Ron, Logan Ryan playing corner. I'm not betting on Eagles receivers. Slayton's out. You guys took Shepard. I'm going RB1, RB1. I, I respect it because I feel like this would be a game that Boston Scott, like last year, just comes out and just has a career day because that's something the New York Giants would do. And Freeman, I mean, what he hasn't? I mean, his games have slowly improved, but then randomly the wrong game dies at one point or another in the games. But I mean, he's 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 got to have at least one game where it's consistently good, right? Like that's got to happen. Just lead for us. us in rushing. Can someone besides yeah, Daniel? Yeah, Jones yeah besides Daniel Jones, like should we include Daniel Jones in this draft, but only include when he runs? I've thought about that, but then I no. Let's if we wanted to highlight the matchup. So yeah. Um. So we're, I I did think about that though. All right, Justin, you got uh your second pick. Oh boy, I'm I'm cramming on ESPN Fantasy, seeing what projections are. So you want to know what? I'm just gonna do it. Richard Rogers, uh, Carson Wentz loves his tight ends. I don't know if I like that pick actually on second thought, but you know what? Carson Wentz likes his tight ends. Yeah, I'm not liking Tate. Don't want to invest in any Giants tight uh, Giants tight ends. And the Bradbury effect is real. It's real. So. That's Give true. me tr- Richard Rodgers. Kroom. Kroom had a touchdown last week, and backup tight ends have been get putting up points against us. Everett. That is true. Cam Rogers. We didn't even pick him last. It's so funny. Like We'll have these low-scoring games, and we'll, we literally go through 12 players, and a guy we don't pick will score like a touchdown. It's unbelievable. <laughs> um, it shows how dumb we are. All right, Danny. Snake it till you make it. All right. I, I got to do it. Give me Travis Fulgham. Yeah, at this point. Because uh, I just don't want... I don't know what the Eagles wire series is going to look like because you got Deshaun Jackson coming back. What's his health going to be? Questionable. Uh, Richard, whatever the guy's name was again. I I feel like Travis Fulgham, this could be another one. Because uh, who's James Bradbury going to guard? Is it going to be Fulgham? 
Is that like the guy we 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 have like the mindset he'll be guarding? I would think so, but also you can see Graham not following the receivers in this game. So I don't I don't know. No, because there's no need. No. Yeah, because you may not feel there there be a need for Bradbury to follow anybody in particular. Yeah. So give me Travis Fulgham with that pick, and then with my snake pick, I will do it. I am going to do it. I believe in him again. Give me Evan Ingram. I knew you were doing it. <laughs> I, I, I truly believe this is the game, guys. Evan Ingram's going to go out there and dominate this game. No, I know that my bleach report goes off. I think this could be the Eagles linebackers. I don't think they're the craziest thing in the world, so I think maybe Evan Ingram could take advantage of that. And I then Jason Garrett loves them little reverses now, guys, even though the, fir- the one he did in Washington this week was the longest reverse I've seen in my lifetime. With that Ingram the slate in, bud. So give me Evan Ingram. I believe he can go that out was there so and he, slow he contribute. De- <laughs> that reverse <laughs> was the longest, slowest developing reverse I've ever seen. It's like let's line him up on the numbers and do the- and no motion involved. Yeah, no motion. It, it all- let's not get momentum involved. No other team that but Washington. They they believed if like of course only against Washington that reverse almost had a shot of working, but no way that reverse works this week against Philadelphia. Now. Danny, Kyle Bennett, our guy, who we just had on the show, he said that Ingram like should have a big game against these linebackers. So um, maybe – but I also told him Jason Garrett's ROC, so there's no <laughs> there's no way to bet on that. All right, I'll, Justin. I'll, I'm believing in Kyle. Pick number three. <sighs> this is where it gets bad. Um, Greg Ward is the is kind of the, the clear and obvious pick. I mean, he gets, what, two, three, four catches a week. Maybe one is a touchdown. Greg Ward, yeah, he had some. He was pretty decent for against us last year, wasn't he? Is his one big game that he had versus Cincinnati this year? He had eight catches and seventy yards and a touchdown. Um, and that was before Fulgham really came on the scene. So if if Bradbury is following Fulgham, that's why you would you would invest in Greg Ward. That made that makes logical sense. All okay, right. Yeah, this is ugly, guys. This is ugly. Yeah, it gets, ba- it it gets, gets bad. bad. It gets bad. It gets bad. Get like Deshaun Jackson to me seems like an easy pick, but it's also like he's coming back. Eagles fans have no expectations for him. Um, but I don't want to go the backup. I don't want to go the backup running backs with Lewis or Clement. Although you could see, but like you could see Clement having a big game if they go away from Scott. I don't want to take Tate. I'm going to go Golden Tate. He's a starting wide receiver. So I mean. That's just facts. He is a starting wide receiver for one of these football teams, and I'm going to take him. <laughs> he possibly shouldn't be, but that's a question for a different day. He's been getting reps taken away from him, and I think he's going to continue to get reps taken away Should from him. I start him. Benjamin Victor, even though we don't even know if he's going to be on the roster? Like, just this, uh, I'm playing. And this one is taking a chance. Take a chance on me. I'm going Jason Kroon. Backup tight end life. Backup tight end life. Backup tight ends have scored touchdowns against the New York Giants this year. I'm going Jason Kroon. I know it's crazy. It's stupid. He probably won't get a single play. But you know what? Carson Wentz does like his tight end. So at worst, maybe he'll get one catch for three yards and I'll get 1.3 points out of it. I'm going Jason Kroon. So I'm finishing off my draft with Devontae Freeman, Boston Scott, Golden Tate, and Jason Kroon. It sucks I have to take their backup tight end on the first pick of the last round, but I mean, who else would I have taken? You, uh, well, I guess you guys are probably answer that here. Well, well, no. Uh, Car- Carson Wentz does like to target the number two tight end in this offense. He he, he does. You know, it, even Ertz earlier in the year would get inconsistent targets. And if anything, um, what's his face? 
would get more targets. Um, he, and he's currently on IR. I said him before the show, and I'm forgetting Goddard? his name. So good for me. Good for me. Dallas. The guy Dallas I punched Goddard. in the face in the offseason. There you go. There you go. So Dallas got it. Um, that really does suck. They're they're in such a bad spot offensively. It's not even funny. But watch them. Hakeem have a good Butler's game. on their um, team. You know that. Hakeem Butler's on their team. Yeah, they like he's so supposedly they haven't played tight end, but I guess not. Supposedly. Um, I'm going to wrap up because this is my final pick. I'm going to wrap up and, um, because this is more of an anti golden tape pick more than anything. Give me Austin Mack. Uh, hopefully Sterling Shepard's in the slot. Austin Mack is going to take reps away, um, from golden Tate as an outside wide receiver. And we see him make a big play. Dar- uh, Daniel Jones just lets him go up and he gets a ball. There you go. Did you see how uh, ugly that that defensive pass interference call, how ugly that route was from Austin Mack. Whew. People be calling. He's the best route runner. He, he, he gave me like one one catch last week. So we got, He gave you 1.1 points last week. God, thank thank you, Austin Mack. <laughs> Better than zero, which I've done uh, a couple of times with some guys. <laughs> All right, so for my final pick. Actually, was, who got me zero last week? Who got me zero last week? It wasn't. I'm trying to remember who you took. Do you guys remember? I can go. I can no. quickly pull. Oh, up. Gallman. Wayne Gallman got me zero last week. That's who. Oh it was. well, yeah. I mean, well, that that should be expected. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't expect it to be the first game where we don't give our backup running back a carry. It's like the, <laughs> we didn't even do that with Saquon. Oh, Bobby, 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 Bobby. You gotta prepare your for video, everything with Jason Garrett. Your video that you put out, it the cactus does look like a sexual device. Oh boy, doesn't look doesn't look like a cactus. It looks like a sexual device, sexual pleasure device. It's not good. <laughs> think and for the kids at home, thinking of a word that starts with a D, um, ends in ill dust. <laughs> what type? What type of those have you seen before? Good God! Yeah, it's got spikes I mean, it, on it. Oh, LPG LPG made the comment, and now that's all that I could see. <laughs> That's that. Oh is no, that. that's bad. Did you put it on Instagram? Instagram would have a ton of fun with that video. <laughs> yeah, but they wouldn't understand it. They, I know they wouldn't understand. I, I, I was just asking because if, if you give that video to Instagram with no context, it's over. That's that's great. All right, I'll take my oh, last boy. pick of the draft. It's uh J J J R C J R K I G A. Oh, JJRsega Whiteside. JJRsega Thank you, JJRsega Whiteside. The Eagles fans hate him. But I mean, he had apparent he was apparently the one of their better offensive players last week. Uh he he, he got a touchdown when uh Miles Sanders fumbled it. You remember that? And in the game and then JJRsega picked it up for the touchdown. So that's how he got fantasy points last week by doing nothing. But maybe we'll have a good game cuz Darnay Holmes is out. I don't know. That that's just Digging at the bottom of the barrel for a pick. <laughs> yeah, so we left off. Deshaun Jackson wasn't taken, which I feel like that's kind of dumb on all of us. Um, Corey Clement, their backup running back. I bet you those guys have all the touchdowns for the Eagles. I bet you. I bet you they have all the touchdowns for the Eagles. All right, so that's it. All right, Giant Factor. Danny, you had the first pick in the draft. That means you have the first pick of Giant Factor. Who's your Giant Factor? All right, Justin. I, I am sorry, but I or I'm stealing one of your guys' Giants factor. It, it is Sterling Shepard. I gotta do it because I, I, as I said when I picked Darius Slayton, I have my doubts about his health. I asked Zach Rosenblatt about it. I was like, "What do you think about Darius Slayton?" He's. 
I believe the short week is really going to affect Darius Slayton because his foot was clearly in pain on Sunday when he left that game. Sterling Shepard needs to come out there and do something because Golden Tate has not provided anything for us. Sterling Shepard is someone that gets lost in the sauce. He can allow Slayton to possibly get lost in the sauce to get open. Sterling Shepard, when he's out there, he can make plays for us and he makes his offense better. And I think Jason Garrett having him back can maybe hopefully do something with him. But Jason Garrett does nothing with any of his talent. But Sterling Shepard, he's valuable in this Eagles game. They're secondary because they're going to be have Slay on Slay. And then they have, like, what, Avante Maddox. I think Sterling Shepard could be in line for a big game. The only question is how much will he actually play if he plays at all. So give me Sterling Shepard as my giant factor. Yeah, you took him from me, Danny. You took him. You took, took the words right out, right out of my took mouth. Him right out from under um, Because Sterling Shepard is a guy that has almost a 70% catch percentage, 70% catch rate. Uh, you know, if you've been listening to this show before, you know, before the summer, during the summer, you know how much I am on the Sterling Shepard uh, uh, train in terms of how important he is to this team. He's the most reliable target that Daniel Jones has. And an offense that relies on route running and you winning your individual battles, Shepard is the guy that is best at doing that. So I'm with you. Yeah, for sure. Whenever he's back in this offense, I do think, even though, like I said, I have no expectation with Garrett as the OC, I do think he is a big big part of this offense and it opens things up for everybody all right justin who is your giant factor all right so i was initially thinking julian love and i was thinking julian love because adrian colbert looks like he's still going to be out it's a short week he was out last week was on do not practice list earlier this week so i think he's still going to be out it was initially going to be him because he's going to be like that last line of defense with deep center field safety but i'm i'm changing my mind so Julian Love gets the the honorable mention for Giant Factor. Devonta Freeman, and I'm usually a very anti-running back guy, but we've been giving some of the offensive linemen attention on the show. You know, Bobby, uh, your Andrew Thomas was your Giant Factor uh, a couple weeks ago last week. So give me Devonta Freeman. Dude, go out there and make it happen, to take a line that we apply for, for <laughs> Daniel Jones. Go out there and make it happen. You know, you had a nice little juke move last week that led to a big game. Let's see some more stuff. Go out, run over a guy in the middle of the field. Give us a juke to spring a big run. We need some more explosive plays on this offense. We saw it. We saw the biggest, most explosive play from the Giants offense last week, which was a 49-yard run by Daniel Jones. And then I believe, you know, the 42-yard touchdown to Darius Slayton week one. Um you know, we we haven't had many plays that have gone for more than 20 yards on this offense. And Devonta Freeman, if Jason Garrett's going to rely on this running game more, he needs to be the guy that can maybe break one of those runs to put us in field goal range, to put us in the red zone, or to even score a touchdown. Let's see it, Freeman. Make it freaking happen. Yeah. Um, the running backs don't matter, though, Justin. What the hell are you picking a running back for? I know. I know. They, they, they really don't. So I, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> All right. All right. So I... Went back and forth on who my giant factor would be. And you know what? I was thinking about making it being David Mayo because he's back. He's in for Tay Crowder. And I wanted to talk about that. I, Devontae Downs has given me an appreciation for David Mayo. And I'm, I've am i been labeled a David Mayo hater just because I said he's not a starter. This is the role he is, though, for is for this, this backup role. But David Mayo is not my giant factor. I would love to talk about him, but he's not my giant factor. But have a good day, David Mayo. Good night. My giant factor is big cat, big smack, Leonard Williams, the big dog. They are banged up at the guard spot. They are banged up at the tackle spot. 
Lane Johnson's going to play, but he'll probably miss some reps. He's been in and out of games when he does play. Go out there and be dominant. It was the one sack he got last year was against the Eagles. The one he got the one he got last year. Well, he's got three and six games this year. Cause havoc all game long. Prove your contract, Leonard Williams. They cut. They just cut Jamon Brown, a guy we thought was at one point thought would be a good a starting guard for the Giants. They cut his ass. He's so bad. They cut his ass. Leonard Williams, whoever's in front of you, I don't even know who's going to be in front of you. Freaking lay him out all day and let our linebackers get back in coverage and you are wrapping up Boston Scott. You're setting stuff up to where they got to bounce out and then they're running into our outside linebackers and then they're pushing them back in the Dolphin and then Dex is hitting people. Lay, Make some moves. I'm going Leonard Williams for my giant factor this week, boys. I love it. I love it. I love it. Two things. One, uh, you said David Mayo. I just want to mention it. Thank God we don't have Nate Stupar. Thank God he's only on this team. I would rather have Nate Stupar than Devontae Downs. Damn, that's a that's a pretty big bold statement it's too. True, though. Guys, no, guys, no Matt Pert. Giant factor. Come on, guys. He's going to be starting we this week. We got bench Andrew he's Thomas. He's not starting. We talked about him in the beginning of the show. Um, bench Andrew Thomas. I want him out. I want my rookie draft out. <laughs> Whoa. That is. Hey, that's been a real take all week, which has been crazy. And, and it's a sad take. I'll say all right. that. Quick picks. Now, us three, we're all tied. You guys both went three and five last week. I went five and three. So we are all 27 and 10 on, or not 20, 27 and 20, not 27 and 10. Um, and then the listeners, I have these records screwed up. We have 27 wins. Here we go. Here we go. Yes, we are 27 and 20. The listeners are 31 and 16. They went four and four. They're pansies. They take favorites every week. Pick week uh, first game on the docket. We got the Panthers at the Saints. Now the Saints are probably the more favorite team, but the Panthers. A lot of people like the Panthers. Danny, who are you going in this game? I will be picking the favorites. Give me the New Orleans Saints. They got uh, Panthers lost to the Bears last week. I think the Saints are going to come in, take advantage of them. Give me thy Saints, Justin. Yeah, I'm going to take the Saints too, even though I love to take uh, the Panthers because Christian McCaffrey's out. The turnovers that the Panthers had last week were pretty costly. It put the Bears in optimal position to put points on the board. And I think the Saints defense is going to force some turnovers as well. So give me the Saints. Yeah, I'm going Saints as well. They're just a better team. I'm not really sold on the Panthers yet. I'm not sold on anything with them yet. Let, let me see them put it together consistently. Let me see Teddy Bridgewater put it together consistently. Um, although Br- Joe Brady's been doing some good stuff. So everyone goes Saints listeners too. Game two, we got Browns at Bengals. The Browns, man, there's a lot of chaos going there. People are trashing Baker. They're saying that they're only two good teams they've played. They've gotten blown out by the Ravens and Steelers. Joe Burrow all of a sudden is not making it happen. Um, he's won one game, but people said that this guy just makes it happen. Giants fans have made me like nitpick Burrow. He's been good, but he's, he hasn't been great. But I am going Browns. The Browns are a better team. They're a much more talented team. Um, but I will be interested to see the first game of Kevin Stefanski's offense and their second matchup with the Bengals. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. What I I think I'm also going to go Browns as well because the Bengals are also kind of falling apart too. You have all, all the wide receivers in the room where some of them want to be traded. Um, so I think it, it, as much discontent and un, and uncomfortability that's happening in Cleveland right now, I think there's just as much in Cincinnati as well. So I'm going to take the Browns. 
I just remembered we could watch. I could, we could watch Red Zone all Sunday because the Giants won't be on. That's great. Uh, I will take the Bengals. I'm going with an upset this week. I believe that the Bengals will shock the Browns and will cause even more turmoil with Odell and how COVID will not enter his body due to mutual respect. <laughs> I feel like Mary Kay or whatever her name is. She she's always putting out those Odell tweets, and then he got banned from LSU for two years. Not a great day. That's for funny. Odell. Not a, That's that was funny. That not, a, could not a great day for Odell. Division battle. Division battle alert. We got the Cowboys at Washington. So the NFC East, not going to be as many jokes this week about the NFC East because two of these teams will win because we play the Eagles and the Cowboys play Washington. Listeners went Cowboys barely. Barely went Cowboys with 53%. Danny, (laughs) Justin, who do you guys got? I will. Uh, I'm taking the Washington football team. The Cowboys seem to be in disarray. There, they, there's leaks coming out that Mike McCarthy has t- been a terrible coach, that they're not teaching them anything. Andy Dalton in his first game looked dreadful, except he looked good in the Giants game, so thanks for that. Cowboys don't look good. Give me, I think Ron Rivera's going to go out there and take advantage of this chaos and give them the win. Washington. HTTR. Oh. Hail Old Taylor hashtag. what? Danny? <laughs> Hail to the... Riverboat Rons. Riverboat Rons. HT. I forgot the extra R. We Sorry, shouldn't say damn, you're saying so that dumb. anyways. That's the disgrace around here. All right, Justin, who do you got? Cowboys, because it just makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think Andy Dalton was going to be that bad. I didn't. I actually thought Andy Dalton was going to come and be decent in that offense. They have good players. The ginger. Things are really falling apart at the seams there. I'm going Washington, too, though. I just feel like Scott Turner is going to have something for that defense. Um, and then, I mean, it looks like that offense isn't going to do anything crazy. I know Arizona's defense has been sneaky good, um, but I'm going Washington as well. Now the game of the week, this is the game I can't, I'm, I'm going to watch every second of this game. Um, yeah. me and Justin did a talk on football. Uh, we had this team, Justin had this team one. I had them two. And then the, we both had them three. I think we got the Steelers at the Titans. I really, I haven't even made a decision right now at this point. The listeners went Steelers. To stay true to what I said, I had the Titans number two in my power rankings. I'm going to go the Titans. I'm going to go the Titans. I think they're just going to be able to control the game with that run game. Tannehill's been pretty awesome. I, I watched um, the QB school do a video on Tannehill. He's doing some good stuff within that offense. Um, and the Steelers have played some bad teams. So I'm going to go. I'm just going to go Titans. I think, I think they're the better team. I really do like the Steelers, but I'm going Titans. Oh, man. I had the Titans number one in my in our AFC power rankings. We've been doing a little talking football thing every Monday slash yeah every Monday on uh, on the YouTube channel every Tuesday excuse me on the YouTube channel. Um, it's our least amount of views. It's it's all right. We're we're dipping our toes into into all of football coverage. I had the Titans number one, similar to all the reasons why Bobby said so. I kind of want to go Steelers because I you know that that run defense. I'm confident in that run defense. They have so many studs on the defensive side of the ball. Now that I'm looking at it. But earlier in the week, I put Titans as number one for a reason. Clearly, it made sense when I was looking at numbers. Give me the Titans. Tighten up. I will keep it short as well. You guys said all the points that need to be said. The Tennessee Titans, give them to me, please. Have you guys been getting Tennessee Titans promoted tweets on your timeline? I have not, no. Did you see the one of Taylor Lewan two weeks ago? He's like, they doubted us. They said they, they didn't want us. And people oh, were yes. trashing. It's like, why did you guys promote this tweet of all tweets? Anyways, 
I actually can't stand Taylor Wan's a good player, but I can't stand him. I think he's one of the most. They didn't want us to play despite us having a deadly virus. They didn't want us, but they got us. Um, Taylor, and that's not why I even dislike Taylor Wan. He's just he's just a bad person, and he's and he's annoying. Oh, I forgot Taylor Wan's out. He's annoying. He's got his ACL. Forgot he tore his ACL. All right. 49ers at Patriots. Listeners went Patriots. Danny, who are you going? The 49ers beat the Rams from literally out of nowhere, and the Patriots lost to the Broncos last week. I think they're going to bounce back. I think Bill Belichick's going to have a good game plan against these banged-up 49ers. Give me Cam Noonan and the Patriots. Justin? I could not believe the Denver Broncos beat the New England Patriots with Cam Newton. I did. I know. We both picked them. On the show, I was thinking, oh, you two are just picking this game for, for shits and gigs. No, you. I could not believe I was flabbergasted. I'm like, this is. they just gave me a win. They just gave me a win. Um, Give me, gosh, give me the 49ers. Uh, Cam, Cam Newton had some interesting quotes this week where he was like um, contradicting himself in like multiple different interviews. Um, they could be reeling a little bit. I think possibly them not having a lot of their defensive players opting out could be getting to them. Give me the 49ers. Yeah, I'm going Niners too. I believe in Kyle Shanahan. I'm kind of low on the Patriots right now. The Patriots are going to beat – they are beating the crap out of Cam Newton. It's unbelievable. They just don't have a lot of talent. And on the defense, we forget how many of those guys opted out for the Patriots. So I'm going 49ers as well. Seahawks at Cardinals. This should be a quick one. Are we all going Seahawks? Any, any yeah, upsets? let Russ cook. Yeah. All right, everyone go Seahawks. We don't need to talk about that, but I figured I'd put that in there. Um, This one's fun. Bucks at the Oakland – Actually, I've been screwing that up. I, I have totally forgot that they are the Las Vegas Raiders. But Bucks at Raiders, this one is actually pretty personal to me. I won't go into it. Um, Bucks at the Raiders. Justin, who do you got? Bucks, very good complete team. I kind of slept on them before the year. Um, think think this game is not going to be close. I'm really scared to play the Bucks now. Next <laughs> 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 next next Monday night. Uh, yeah, give me give me the Bucks. And plus, the Raiders like aren't like all their like linemen. They've been sent home because uh, Trent Williams tested positive for COVID. So who knows who's gonna be protecting Derek Carr? Yeah, that is true. I forgot about that. They're gonna play somehow though. Um, I'm going John Gruden versus the Bucks. It's it's he's against his former Bucks. He's back home with the Raiders. I'm I'm just picking them. They you know what they beat the Chiefs. I think they're gonna have some good stuff for that defense. Um and and there's also revenge on uh on the um the Tuck rule too. The Raiders fans hate Tom Brady. Like it's crazy how much they hate Tom Brady. So I, I'm just gonna go Raiders. They beat the Bucks last time. I was actually at the last Raiders Bucks game and it, it was very close to being a tie. That was the game. Where the Raiders set the the record for the most penalties in a game. Um, that was the year they went like twelve and four, and then Derek Carr broke his leg. Monday Night Football, Bears at Rams. I'm a Bears guy. I'm a believer in the Chicago Bears. They've had they've had a lot of success against Sean McVay in the past. They just have. Um, the Bear, they just know how to scheme up against that Sean McVay offense. They've always given golf issues, even when the Rams went, went to the Super Bowl. I mean, hell. Belichick or McVay even said the Super Bowl like they're doing the same thing the Bears are doing. I think the Bears are going to have something for this this Rams team. I'm a I'm a believer in the Chicago Bears. I'm going Bears, Justin. So am I. So am I. I'm a believer in the defense. 
Uh, they forced a couple turnovers uh, last week against the Panthers. However, they have not been a defense for the first five weeks of the season that did force a lot of turnovers, but they still have been playing defense at like a historically good rate. There's like five defenses in the NFL right now. I think the Bucks, um, the Steelers are thrown in this, the Bears are thrown in there, but there's five teams in the NFL right now that are playing defense at like a bananas level while offenses around the National Football League are scoring more than ever. So give me the Bears. Listeners went Rams. Danny, who are you going? No way the Rams lose tw- back-to-back weeks, right? No way. Give me Sean McVay and the Rams. I feel like the Bears, I feel like the Rams are just more talented. They got a good defense. Their offense is quite good. I think the Bears are going to take a step back this week. Take take a, take a step back, but they're still good. Don't get me wrong, but give me the Rams. All right. Time for Giants-Eagles predictions. Thursday night football, baby. War. War. It's in division. Danny, what's your prediction for this game? Since 2010, the Giants are 4-16 and against the Eagles. They've won four games. That is horrendous. That's sad. It's a big Thursday night game. Daniel, as Justin said, Daniel Jones has never played in Philadelphia. Last time he was supposed to play, but then Eli Manning's final time there, and our hearts were ripped out last Monday night, or last year's Monday night game. Everything's on the line this game. Give me the Giants. I'm going to say, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. 17 to 10. 17 to 10. I like it. Justin, what's your prediction for this game? Do we take a tie in the division, basically? Yes. For my psychology (laughs) and for my well-being, yes. For your psychology? Okay, Recky. My mental health. Um, I almost kind of predicted the score last week. I predicted like a weird score, like 19 to 10. Um... So I'm going to predict another weird one. 18 to 13. 18 to 13. I like it. I don't know how that would happen. That that would be a Giants-Eagles score, though. They'll find a way. We have 10 They'll points. Six field goals. And we go for two at some six point. Six field goals. No, six field goals because we just don't score touchdowns. Hey, that's how- oh, that, wait, wait, Bobby, you're wrong. Joe Judge doesn't do anything crazy. He's a very conservative play caller. Yeah. No two-point conversions on this team. No two-point conversions. <laughs> Do you think Judge can face like real heat from the entire fan base within the next two weeks? Yeah, because this division, the Giants should have no reason to not go out there and play well. Justin, we're the New York Giants. People complain about literally everything. They're, they're, com- they they want Matt Purden over our rookie left tackle. We drafted him for, 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 for the English hard. I've been complaining more about Judge than I feel like any well. It's practically because I look at numbers and stuff, but um, I've been complaining about Judge more than I've been complaining about Gettleman because there's no point to complain about Gettleman in season. But yeah, that's where I'm at. So you're going to hear it from me, but I think from everybody else, no. If they lose, if they lose tomorrow night, I think there will be some interesting comments on Twitter. Oh, oh, you think, Danny? But they're gonna, (laughs) they're gonna win. They're gonna win, and they're gonna win big. Giants 77, Eagles 0. It's division. Screw Philly. If you're there in the stadium, I know we're going to have people out there. Snacks are going to be there. License plate guys are going to be there. There's going to be people there. Get into a fight. Please get into a fight. Fight somebody. Fight them. And beat the crap out of these Eagles. I know we usually do a good morning tweet. We save it for Sunday morning. Um, Because this is coming out the same night as game day, we're just going to play this video on the podcast. I'm going to play it on the podcast because... It's quick. Giants 77, Eagles 0. 
I'll finish it off with this. This story you'll see only on two. A bald eagle, perhaps the most iconic symbol of our nation, shot and killed. Witnesses tell us that a group of young men is responsible for its death. Those witnesses say they often saw the eagle near breezeways. In East Rutherford, Giants 77, Eagles 0, kill the Eagles. Let's go, Giants. See you guys for a victory episode tomorrow. Let's go, Big Blue.